The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What is going on, guys? You are live here in the sit-down presented by Duff's Famous Wings, hosted by myself, the Sauce God, at Buffalo Sauce God across all social media platforms. Joined here on the Built to Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter is the president and my co-host, Mr. Mafia Montage, at Lance Nelson, B.I.B. What's going on, brother? How are you doing? Hey, doing. I'm well, and I'm excited to get on and talk some sports with you, so let's get into it here. Give yourselves a moment to take a uh, second here and hit that like and share because Built in Buffalo Network, uh, the Facebook page has now surpassed over 100,000 followers, which is incredibly awesome. We thank everybody out there for all of your undying support and all your unselfishness as well because Bills Mafia, we over here at Built in Buffalo enjoy what we do. We, we love talking Bills. We have a passion for it, right? We also have a passion of bringing you the most accurate type of news there is with, you know, without trying to be as unbiased as we can, right? So quick shout out to Built in Buffalo. So hit that like and share if you're just now tuning in. If you're watching on Twitter, hit that retweet. Then join us over on the YouTube channel where you can then subscribe, right? Okay. Then you can join in on the comments. And don't forget, Montage, we have ourselves questions from Super Chat. Super Chat questions will be highlighted to us immediately, and we will respond to you. Get your comment highlighted here in the sit down, which, of course, again, is presented by Duff's Famous Wings. So Montage. We've got a countdown going here as we've had going, and now we're inside of 90 days. Here's the countdown to the 2023 NFL regular season's first game, and that is 84 days away. Montage, how are we feeling about it? 84 days. Love it. Can't wait. So what's that? Uh, In weeks, that would be 12. 12 weeks, and we're going to uh, get to see some football. Can't wait. Yeah, I mean, you know, we have mandatory minicamp coming out this week, and uh, we obviously have heard quite a bit of news, and and so has the national uh, national media outlets as well. So um, if you guys are out there watching, don't forget to keep those comments flowing as well. Montage and I have got plenty of a show here ahead for you guys. And uh, Montage, real fast, also talk about the uh, Lorenzo Alexander thing that you had going on the other day. Oh, yeah. Yesterday, I went to the stadium for a season ticket holder event and was able to meet Lorenzo Alexander in the locker room and Mm -hmm. uh, took a picture with my kid and uh, my three-year-old son absolutely loved his time there. So shout out to the Bills putting that on, letting everyone go run around on the field and uh, host everybody in their club at levels and, you know, has had a little food. So didn't have to worry about dinner there. They took care of us and uh, got to meet all the ticket reps, the sales reps and those kind of things. It's really nice to go and kind of put a face to the name when you're working with somebody. So, Yeah, of course. And the more opportunities that you get to meet former Bills players or current Bills players is obviously something that I'm sure has you pretty humbled as well. And so another quick thing, Montage, I wanted to give you a little, a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, props for you because Montage was actually just recently made the built in Buffalo networks face uh, uh, the president of the network. And so Montage, I wanted to say first and foremost, congratulations. I want to say to uh, anybody else out there watching this montage is a living 
uh, a living sense of proof of exactly when you work your tail off, exactly the type of things that you can achieve. And I, I think that the guy that they get put in the position to do this too, as well as, as somebody that has earned the right to be the president. So Montage, congratulations first and foremost. Why don't you give a, a quick shout out to some of the people or uh, for what your direction of being president at Built in Buffalo is? Yeah, man, I appreciate that. So uh, yeah, just got named president, super stoked. Uh, thankful for obviously Dave and Akeem here at the network. They're our founders and uh, obviously wouldn't have the brand without them. Obviously, you know, yourself, Saw Scott, kind of brought me into this game with the sit down. And so uh, it's been a pleasure ever since we began here last year. And um, I'm excited. Thanks to all you guys for tuning in every, each and every week and uh, supporting the built in Buffalo brand. So I'm excited for the future. Uh, we got some new uh, graphics, things like that in the works for kind of our vision and stuff like that. So keep an eye out. And uh, we got a new lineup and kind of going full force starting July 1. So pretty excited about where this brand's headed. We're going to have a full week of shows. Dave and Akeem are going to be back on the air. So you guys are going to be entertained for sure. And of course, this brand is also in partnership right now with Stevie Johnson and working on everything that he's got going on as well. So that's pretty cool stuff. So if you guys want to get involved, hit us with a simple message on Facebook, Twitter, whatever it may be. Holler at myself at Buffalo Sauce got across all social media platforms. And of course, my guy here at Lance Nelson BIB on Twitter for those of you as well. Um, so if you guys have not already done so, hit that like and share your live here in the sit down with myself, the Sauce Got a Mafia Montage. This is presented by Duff's Famous Wings. We're live here on the Built in Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And if you not haven't already done so, subscribe, follow, hit the like button because Built in Buffalo is constant and you guys want to stay up to date with your beloved Buffalo Bills. So Montage, we've got ourselves a little bit of a uh, super chat here. What are the chances the Bills bring big, uh, back digs next season? Do you want to take this one first? Uh, 100%. 100% chance. Uh, I don't think he's going anywhere. And, uh, you know, he and Josh and whomever else that had anything going on with each other have kind of squashed it. And, uh, you know, we can kind of just jump into it since it's what you're asking about out there. So, um, you know, one of our first topics here was, uh, you know, Diggs was absent first day of minicamp. What happened? I think that what happened was simply both the coach and Diggs agreed that, uh, he needed a day away that, you know, there were emotions running high and it would have been better to, you know, have him attend to anything else he needed outside of the facility that day. And then McDermott made a mistake and he he didn't necessarily lie to anybody he just didn't elaborate he answered the question he was asked and it's pretty silly um that he did that but he had to have known that it was going to be taken the way it was but i kind of said uh tuesday on the blitz as well that i think um you know mcdermott could have elaborated it and kind of his statement of being concerned was taken out of context it wasn't concerned about mm anything to do with Diggs being on this team. It's concerned about issues that caused this to happen. Yeah, exactly. My take on it too is that again, Montage, you already know, I've said this time and time again, episode after episode that Stefan Diggs is a vocal player, right? He's a player that shows a ton of emotion and that's what you get when you have a receiver that has a dog's mentality. And that's what Stefan Diggs has. Now, with that being said, 
We all know that receivers, especially even Stephon Diggs, have been labeled or stereotyped as divas, right? So when we people kind of take a look at that and they look too much into the situation, that's when it starts to allow these rumors of, does he want to play for Dallas? Does he want to play for a different team? No, here's the thing. The Bills cannot afford, number one, to trade him. So that possibility is right out the window. The Bills are not going to eat over $30 million in cap. They're not going to trade one of the more vital pieces to this offense, which we'll talk about more later in this episode as well. Um, but Montage, here's the thing. He is a player that has that emotion, that passion, and that's a guy that I want on the sideline, and that's a guy that I want more mentalities similar to in the locker room, right? So I think people read into it a lot because it is the Bills. It is a premier team in the AFC, and it is a team with a premier quarterback where Josh Allen has already had some other off-field stuff, right, that has kind of come to light. And it's just kind of adding to that emotional wagon that keeps being tied alongside the Bills. It's almost like the national media and other people just want to throw the Bills off their game before they even start down the path of a Lombardi Trophy run, right? So for me, it's aggravating. And they do their handshake on the second day, and we're going to talk about that here in a second as well. But I don't think that there's a chance in hell that Stephon Diggs is going to be traded. There's no way he's going to get caught. Um, I think that they're going to find a way to make it work. And I think that, you know, and, and as we're about to bring up, there is a lot more that shows that, you know, Josh and Stefan are probably just fine. But coming back, if you ask me, Montage, in my opinion, and I know I've been going on here for a second, but I think when you come back after everything that happened, especially in Cincinnati last year, and the way that we lost against, uh, you know, you know, to Cincinnati in the playoffs, it kind of maybe brings up something in a player. And whether it's a, in a mental health um, um subject or something like that, or whether it's just because like you said, you know, emotions are running at an all time high. Everything is, it's kind of crazy coming back. Right. But knowing that you were right there and you probably had everything in place and you just, you know, all these things that kind of disappeared because injuries and, and everything with Damar Hamlin, all the opportunities that disappeared, it's gotta be pretty tough to come back from. So montage. Uh, and we got a comment here from Patrick. If you want to take this one as well. Yeah. So Patrick, I appreciate you taking the time to comment here. Um, you know, we're touching on things that were brought up in a super chat. So, uh, we're always going to answer your comments and, uh, you know, we have a whole show plan. So I encourage you to stick around and hope you, uh, like what we have to go for here. So, um, we're going to get into Bill's latest signings, which we had up as a banner too, before with the super chat. And we, and we do appreciate the super chat and keep those coming. And those are going to be always prioritized and we'll, uh, kind of switch directions if that's where you want to go. So, uh, we signed a, a tight end, um, so you you can take a shot at trying to pronounce this guy's last name if you'd like. But uh, Let me pull tight it end was fast. from from uh, Green Bay, and um, you know it's uh, it's a depth signing. We had to put um, Davidson Nick, on the Gigemos, Gigemos, Gigemos. Maybe Gigemos. I think Nick 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 Gigemos. Yeah, he's a tight end, so, right? Uh, and so, so is he coming in for a practice squad position, or is he coming in for competition? What What do you make of this signing montage? Yeah, just a depth signing because we had to put Davidson on the IR or um, not IR. What the heck did they do? They put him on the yeah on the IR. That's right. So put him on the IR, and then also Do uh, Dawson Knox. I saw a comment out there. Here is. Uh, Dawson Knox is a little nicked up. I heard he just had a sleeve on his leg and was kind of doing stuff off to the side, but I didn't hear an update, um, and we'll have to try to get that for you guys. So keep an eye out on Built in Buffalo, uh, Facebook, and Twitter 
for that news, but I didn't hear that it was anything or thought to be anything major, and they just were going to take all precautions with it. Um, was still doing stuff off to the side, just not going to participate in the uh, contact portion. Yeah, um, and and you know what? And let's just actually let this lead into the next subject because we are going to actually touch back on Stefan Diggs a little bit more montage because it is something that needs to be discussed because it could be something more internal. You know, like Colin Coward was out there saying about how maybe this is a sign that uh, Sean McDermott should be fired. So we're going to talk about some more of the, of the Stefan Diggs situation ahead here. But if you guys are just now tuning in, you're live here in the sit down on the Built the Buffalo Networks Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Do us a favor, hit that like and share, retweet, whatever it may be. Subscribe to us and keep those comments flowing. Super chat is also heavily heavily prioritized so like you just saw uh we had a super chat question get answered right away immediately so the bills canceled their thursday practice of the mandatory minicamp do you make anything of this montage or is this something that is kind of precedented seeing as the, the same thing happened last season no this is kind of something that's uh par for the course right so that's something that usually go for the first two days and basically you know you people realize you're not going to win the super bowl in uh June here. So it's like, get the team together, make sure everyone's summer is going well. Uh, T's coming in NYP, uh, not your average podcast in the 716 send what's up fellas. Uh, check out T at 2 PM. I believe is it uh Thursdays and yep. Tuesdays uh, or Thursdays. Her and, her and Robin and her and Mike always rock it out. So she's got a, a couple different gigs going on and a couple, everybody at built the Buffalo, there, so. man, whether it's that, uh, you know, the witty, not Stokes funny podcast. On there, I think, so. Stokes is the man too. You know what I'm saying? Built the Buffalo is just constant with the Bills content. You can't, you know, you can't really underestimate it. So yeah, um, not really much of a concern here. It's just something that they do. I think just because, you know, the players don't necessarily all need to be there. They don't need to do too much. And I think this is a team that's kind of focused on staying away from getting injured as we're just talking about Dawson Knox, the possibility of him being injured. Right. So we just don't want any sort of freak accidents or any, um, unnecessary things to happen, I think. And that's probably why we probably canceled this practice, in my opinion. But Montage, let's get back into it. You know, Stefan Diggs is absent. Yes, I know a lot of people are saying, okay, he shows up, move on. And actually, I'm going to bring up a real fast, uh, you know, here's the pictures of what we saw coming on Wednesday. After not reporting, obviously, um, he was there in the building on Tuesday, right? He was there, he had his medical exam, and everything looked to be okay with that. And that's why it was more of a concern to Sean McDermott as um, as he stated, because, you know, there was no sign that he wasn't going to be there, but then obviously that meant that there were some things going on communication wise or whatever was going on internally, um, that caused the area for this. And, and that, you know, had Stefan Diggs not there at practice. Of course we see, he put out some cryptic tweets or something like that, or something on Instagram montage. So, um, you know, what do you really think happened inside the situation on Tuesday that led to him not being there, but then being there for um, the practice on Wednesday. Yeah, I think they said all along that he was going to be there um, on Wednesday. And, you know, I thought as the information came out, it seemed like um, everyone internally didn't understand the context in which McDermott's comments were taken and kind of how it like caused that whirlwind because he did like again he didn't elaborate on it so he didn't necessarily um keep the calm of this you know I, I i do understand that the media did take it and run um but you know hey it's been it's not like it hasn't been a story last time we saw Diggs, he was very short with the team and you know it was something to watch for and then everyone expected him to be there and he wasn't and so 
like like I said, McDermott could have elaborated to put everyone at ease, and he kind of, you know, didn't necessarily do that. And and here we are. So you know, I'm so glad that he did get back Wednesday, and it was a relief, you know, watching uh, the Twitter feed at 12:30, one o'clock, and all right, yep, he's there, and and go about your day. I think for me, you know, how do I feel about the situation? Is again, he is a leader to me and he's you know there's no question that he's getting paid you know what i mean there's no there's no question that he is a vital part of this offense and that he is a focal point of this team going forward and and that he needs to be heard and i believe that right i fully believe that stefan Diggs is that caliber of a teammate and a football player especially at his position the wide receiver position that he has the right to in a sense take these measures, right? And it's not about money. It's not about wanting to get traded. It's not about wanting to play for a different team. It's not even about, you know, not believing in the Buffalo Bills anymore. It's, I think, in a sense, showing that he will not be outspoken. He will always show his dedication, but that's a good thing, right? That's something that we want. We want to see that Stephon Diggs is dedicated to this Bills team, and that's exactly when I pulled up this picture, and I'm going to pull it up again, this picture right here, and there's also the one where they're doing their handshake as well. I don't have it uh, present on here as well, but this picture right here just shows the two of them, shows them in unison uh, as as they need to be. And, you know, what does Josh say about him in the press conference? He says, I fucking love him. You know what I mean? He says it. He just flat out just says that right in the press conference, and that to me shows you that there's no issues between Stefan Diggs or Josh Allen. That's what the media wants. That's what the rest of the AFC East wants. They want the noise to be made more and more. So that's why I'm telling you, the gang is all here. The gang is all here, meaning we've got our squad here. We've got everybody ramping themselves up, especially guys like Vaughn Miller that are coming back, trying to get healthy so they can be a part of this Bill squad that needs to have all of its core players healthy so they can make a real run at this Lombardi Trophy and bring a, a Super Bowl to the city of Buffalo. So, I, I, for me, I'm, I don't read that much into it, but Montage, you know me, I'm a guy that doesn't read much into it and I don't bite into it. I'm a guy that believes psych, psychological warfare is a real thing. And sometimes, you know, making a slight move is meant to make everybody think that it's more than it really is. Right. So I think Stefan Diggs is a, a solid teammate. I envision him being a part of this bill squad until he's right. And, and him and Josh Allen paired up both side by side. That's exactly how I feel. So, Montage, you got any more things you want to highlight with that or anything out there in the comments that you want to bring up? Yeah, Matt's here from Woody Not Funny. Appreciate you joining us, bro. No worries. Diggs just needed an extra day. Yeah, practice his answers for the next appearance on Family Feud. That's, that's excellent. So, uh, you know, he, he was probably nervous and, uh, yeah, needed a little extra Leave time. It in. I, <laughs> I want to get to this comment real quick because I really liked it. So, thanks, Lou, for, for coming out. And uh, commenting, we love your comments. Get them in. Obviously, like we said, super chats are prioritized. But uh, if we don't have super chats and we're going to look to your comments, then let's go. You send so, stars on Facebook, about... by the way. That is the same equivalent to super chat. Oh, beautiful. So what about Vaughn? What's your guys' take on the projection? I'm not sure what projection you mean, but I think that he's a, a guy that's uh, a proven leader, a proven commodity. He's a freak athlete. Um, he says that his knee is healed and he needs to get over the mental aspect and he needs to be able to, um, you know, trust it again. He's got to build up the muscles around it and make sure that he can do the things he needs to do to be the game wrecker he is. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to have a pretty big year. I, I've got a little money on the line with my cohorts here to, uh, whether or not he's going to be active week one. Uh, 
I say there's no reason he shouldn't be. He's talking as if he was uh, going to make that happen, and they think that uh, they think that he's going to miss at least a week or two before he gets back in. So I want to see him in day one. I mean, I think against the Jets, even if he's active and plays the first snap and not again, it still makes him prepare. It still makes the Jets prepare as if Von Miller is going to be there and not for Gregory Rousseau because now Leonard Floyd's there too. So they're not going to be able to prepare for everybody if Von Miller is slated to play. And then if he ends up playing one snap or ends up being a game day inactive, maybe that happens. But I think he's not going to go on the pup. He's going to play week two, if not week one. And uh, you know, I'm thinking he's going to have a big year and, and this team's going to do some things. I envision him playing week one. I think that when those projections came out, it's because the Von Miller is the only person that's going to stop Von Miller from being able to play week one. Von Miller was brought here to be the closer on that defensive side of the football, and that's exactly what he's come he's come here to do, and that's exactly what he's going to do, Montage, and that's the way that I feel about him. So, yeah, he's getting paid big money. Um, yeah, and he, but it's more about what he brings to the team, not even just from his on-field statistics or anything like that. It's all about what he brings in the locker room, and it's all about the way that he carries himself and, and shows that true championship mentality that he has. I mean, when, if you haven't already, if you guys have not actually truly watched Super Bowls uh, in previous years, well, when the Broncos beat those uh, Seattle, I'm uh, sorry, not the Seattle, the Carolina Panthers in, in a year that Cam Newton was one of the best quarterbacks um, in the game, and he was the MVP that year, right? But Vaughn Miller just single-handedly ran that defense for the Broncos and brought them a championship. I mean, yes, they had, you know, I think it was um, uh, DeMarcus Ware was on the other side of him as well, and they had some other good playmakers. Wade Phillips was the de- defensive coach. But Vaughn Miller, I watched him single-handedly wreck that game, right, and win that game. And, like, that's exactly why he was the Super Bowl MVP, and that's exactly the type of play that – you know, he was traded to the LA Rams for was because they wanted to bring him in and put him on the uh, defensive line with, you know, Aaron Donald. Then you have Leonard Floyd back there. You had Jalen Ramsey and you have all the guys that you have on defense over there. And that's exactly why we brought him over here to the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, I think that projection wise, if he said he's going to come out week one montage, there's no way that he's not going to come out. Right. He didn't want to go out and, and say that he actually tore his ACL last season when it even happened. Am I right? Yeah. And I think, you know, they really think, and Vaughn really thinks that that Ed Oliver is going to be something uh, special in the light in the likes of Aaron Donald. He's not going to be Aaron Donald, but they're looking at him to fill that kind of role. And Vaughn knows how to play with a player next to him that has that skill set, and he's very successful at it. So I think that you know that's you see the Bills sign Ed Oliver to a big deal, and you kind of man, didn't see that coming. You know, if you don't think Von Miller had anything to do with that, Von Miller's been Ed Oliver's champion since he came here. He said Ed Oliver was one of the main reasons he even came. And you got to understand, you know, the weight that carries. So um, no surprise necessarily that it's a surprise at the timing that they signed Ed, but it was no surprise to me that they would go out there and secure him because it seemed very much like Von Miller was a big fan and everybody internally knows the skill set they have. So then, you know, not even mentioning Rousseau that much, um, but the rotation is going to be scary this year, I think. You have, you know, four deep in your D-tackle at least with the set, signing of Puna Ford as well. So just a, a big D-line room. I'm really looking for a big uh, step up from the, that group as a whole. 
Yeah, and you also have the return of Jordan Phillips and Shaq Lawson. Shaq Lawson was truly the unsung hero of that defense last year. But we also have, hopefully coming back fully healthy, our, our all-pro safeties of Jordan Boyer and Micah Hyde. Paired up with the uh, the likes of our defensive backs, Kyrie Alam getting another uh, opportunity to have more experience under his belt and playing opposite of Tredavious White. And hopefully a fully healthy Tredavious White. I think this defense is going to be primed up. So montage, we'll talk about that more in the pain train segment. But if you guys are just now tuning in, you're live here in the sit down on the Built in Buffalo Networks, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. This is presented by Dove's Famous Wings. Built in Buffalo is in partnership with West Her, Ticket IQ, Picasso's Pizza, PLB Sports, and Underdog Fantasy, which montage, I believe you have a code for all those out there that could actually use that. It's a sponsorship for the Buffalo Blitz that is actually on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Peter DiBiase and our guy here, the montage. But what's that code for anybody on the underdog fantasy app yeah promo code blitz and it'll get your uh, first deposit from 10 to 100 dollars matched uh so if you deposit 10 you get 10 match you have 20 dollars to play with so go out there sign up on underdogfantasy.com or in the underdog fantasy app uh lose here looking to to know if uh benford's gonna start i don't think so but he uh you, you know he may so excellent Okay, well, anyways, Montage, let's get back into the Stefan Diggs subject just for a little bit longer here before we get into our usual segments about it. Bing, forget about it. The Victory Formation Pain Trains, the Unsung Hero in the Weakest Link, as well as the Mafia Montage Maniac of the Week, and, of course, getting saucy. So, Montage, I think the other thing that needs to be addressed about Stefan Diggs being absent from, you know, day two was something I brought up for a brief moment. Colin Coward was talking about the fact that he thinks that Sean McDermott is exactly what is slowing this Buffalo Bills team down. And now I don't I, I don't agree with that whatsoever. In fact, I'm incredibly thankful for everything that Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean have instilled here in Buffalo as far as culture and the actual success that has been brought here to Buffalo, at, at least making the playoffs and making runs to our first AFC championship in God knows how long, our first home playoff win in God knows how long, right? But Getting a franchise quarterback and a team that is actually built the way that it is to maintain a, a, a long-term success, I, I think that it's disrespectful for anybody to say anything like that, right? You know, I understand that he might have had some sort of disagreement. People have said that there, the rumor is that that he had a disagreement with Stephon Diggs, and that's kind of why he was then excused or whatever he was. He was, I don't know, but I don't really read into that situation. Of course, I don't know the facts of it, but I think that. Sean McDermott definitely does not need to be questioned as far as the head coach of this football team. And um, I don't think he's, you know, obviously every coach can be out coached at certain points in the game, but I think give this man the fully healthy squad that he deserves to have playing for the Buffalo Bills. And uh, let's see exactly what this team does and exactly how far they reach in their ambitions of uh, <clears throat> the Lombardi trophy. So montage, any other comments that you want to make as far as, you know, Sean McDermott being questioned as should he be even the head coach at this point? Yeah, he should be the head coach. I don't think there's any issue. I think, you know, people make mistakes, and it would have been nice uh, if things were elaborated on or whatever or said differently, but it is what it is. I mean, I don't have anything else to say other than that. Mm -hmm. All right, well, of course, I think you mentioned something about uh, broadcasting stuff that's coming up. Did you have something to highlight on that before we get to our segments? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, it's going to kind of – touch on that during week, but I can go into it now. So uh, news came out that, uh, you know, Murphy's John Murphy's still um, recovering from the stroke he suffered last year and, you know, kind of a unknown situation going into the broadcast. So if you guys have any, um, 
any thoughts on the broadcasting, I'd like to hear them because I, I think that, you know, Murph is a staple and kind of the voice of the Bills. So we hope like in the broadcasting um, or in the broadcast that if, if Murph's not able to go, that Eric Wood stays and then they find kind of another uh, true voice of the Buffalo Bills that maybe can step right in and go along with the, uh, the tradition that kind of Murph carried for so long. So I uh, just want to, you know, shout out to Murph, get well, man, and hope that, uh, you know, if you are able to return, I hope you do. And if you're not able to, everyone understands. And we just, you know, wish the best for you uh, health-wise as a person first and then worry about the uh, the broadcast and the entertainment side of it second, obviously. So, Right. If you guys are just now tuning in, we're uh, discussing the Bills broadcasting booth, uh, possibly seeing the loss of John Murphy uh, to its team. And I agree, he is a staple to not only Buffalo broadcasting, but in my opinion, um, radio broadcasting of any sort of football, um, NFL games whatsoever. I've heard a lot of different broadcasters over the years when I had Sirius XM satellite radio in my mom's car, and we used to just listen to various games that were being aired for you know the NFL. And John Murphy always had a way of just getting you so fired up, the same way that RJ did for the Buffalo Sabres, right? So I think it's just uh, you know crazy to see the you know uh, time goes on, man, and then you see some of these legends. Um, not being able to do their jobs anymore. And then it makes you just kind of hope to not take it for granted so much. You know, you hope to really appreciate some of these people that not even just the players, you know what I mean? Like the broadcasters and, and some of the ones that actually uh, bring a way of communicating the game to us fans in a way that makes it a little bit simpler for some of us. Right. Or like, if you're like me, you know, you just get pissed off at Tony Romo the entire freaking time and just uh, basically, you know, uh, swear at him to the point where everybody feels uncomfortable sitting around you. But uh, you know, John Murphy, I think, is is a the true voice of the Buffalo Bills. I liked when it was him and Mark Kelso, but I liked that they had Eric Wood, a guy that was, uh, you know, an in-house guy. You know, he obviously spent his career with the Buffalo Bills and was big with the community and also big with everything that went on inside the locker room. And it's good to see guys like that sticking around. Um, and guys like Lorenzo Alexander, Stevie Johnson, those are the types of people and players that have come out of Buffalo that uh, I love to see being a part of this. And I definitely put John Murph in that type of category as well. So, Montage, uh, anything out there in the comments that you want to highlight before we get a little bit of a move on here? Yeah, some guys still commenting on the, the defensive stuff saying that uh, Rap may play a dime. Yeah, I'm excited to see them use Taylor Rap and Oliver going to Bond. Yeah, Oliver is going to kind of hang around where – where Vaughn's going to be. They seem to be pretty close. And like I said, uh, Ed's a huge reason Vaughn's here. And, you know, Vaughn's a huge reason why Ed wanted to be here and sign an extension. So uh, before we go further, I guess, hit him with the likes and the shares. Give us your best impression of Sauce God, the media entertainer. Uh, so if you guys are just out uh, tuning in, we're live here on the sit down. It is myself, the sauce God at Buffalo sauce God across all social media platforms joined here with my co-host as always the president of the built to Buffalo network, Mr. Lance Nelson at Lance Nelson, BIB, AKA the mafia montage, the, the also author of the montage maniac of the week, a usual segment here in the sit down every single Thursday night, 7 PM Eastern standard time live on the built to Buffalo networks, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. So if you're not already doing so hit that like. Follow, subscribe, make sure to turn those notifications on so you don't miss the sit-down or any of the other content that comes out of the Built in Buffalo Network and the Built in Buffalo brand. And also check out the merch shop, any bit of it, because I'll tell you what, you want to be seen spotted 
with maybe some merch from the sit down. So montage, I like what I'm seeing so far. I want to remind everybody that this is the sit down and this is also available via audio podcast, wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Apple podcast, Spotify, Google podcasts, whatever you can get your version of this uh, via audio podcast. As soon as the uh, show is ended, usually the next day. So montage, let's get to it, brother. I want to go ahead. Yes, but a bing, but a boom is a usual segment that we have here in the sit down. And myself and Monfia Montage like to give you guys the good that we've seen in the world of sports. And especially with the Bills coming back up, it is nice to highlight some of the other sports. So, Montage, I'm going to start us off here. Last night, I watched the Yankees in a losing effort to the New York Mets, uh, you know, of course, in the 10th inning. They, uh, I believe it was IKF stole second base. It was a uh, pass ball that then he advanced to third base. So basically steals second and third and then steals home plate. Something that I've never actually watched live in a uh, baseball broadcast. So last night I got to watch the New York Yankees and IKF steal second, third and home base to score a run for the Yankees in a loss to the Mets in the 10th inning. But Montage, what do you got that's got you saying bada bing, bada boom? Yeah, I'll say, uh, you know, congrats out to Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets for winning the NBA championship. Uh, you know, pretty good team out there in Denver, you know, built uh, through the draft and those kind of things. Uh, obviously had the assets through the Carmelo Anthony trade at some point and uh, on there on through. So uh, good on the Nuggets uh, becoming uh, their first time winning the championship, I think. So uh, really happy to see a guy like Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray. Those are good dudes in the sports. Uh, in the world of sports, and glad to see those guys uh, getting a championship. Especially the way and that Jamal Murray, you know, played. The Buffalo Bandits parade is today. It's happening right now. So congratulations to the Buffalo Bandits uh, on their championship as well. Champions. And uh, I heard, I saw Sal posting some pictures with guys with their shirts off. So looks like they're getting a little funky. There's a baseball game going on downtown now. So downtown Buffalo, man, hopping right now. Great place to be in the summertime. Excellent stuff, man. Of course, you know, the Buffalo Bandits bringing a championship to the city of Buffalo in which we experienced a drought. And hopefully the next one to be able to do so will be the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Sabres. And also a quick shout out to my second hometown of the Vegas Golden Knights, who actually were able to win the Stanley Cup this time. And everybody remembers that run that they made after the uh, massacre of the Vegas, Vegas shooting that happened um, just across from the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas and um what was it 2018? But uh, the Vegas Golden Knights capturing the Stanley Cup was pretty incredibly awesome. It was awesome to see, but it's not incredibly awesome to see Jack Eichel getting a title. So screw Jack Eichel, go Vegas, go uh, you know, go Knights, go. I think they say over there montage. So that's something else I wanted to add to this. But now let's go to our next one here. Our next segment of forget about it. If you disagree, like a Lincoln is better than a Cadillac. Forget about it. I don't know why it says directed by Abon the Sauce guy, but of course, you know, sit down. Making the appearance. What's got you saying forget about it in the world of sports this week? Ah, Jack Eichel winning the Stanley Cup. (laughs) Uh, Forget about it. Yeah, I think Jack Eichel is just, you know, it's, it's incredibly disappointing, right? Because I will say this about Jack Eichel. There were years that I was incredibly hyped to watch the young man play and You know, I still going back to the year that he was drafted in 2015, I kept saying it just 
it, it, how incredibly unjust it was that Buffalo was robbed of that first overall pick in which we would have gotten Connor McDavid, I believe, which would have been a life-changing and a franchise-changing player to come to Buffalo versus Jack Eichel, who we all know was notorious for uh, the model loops and too much of the drinking and too many bartenders. My name is Jack. Let me get a Jack. You know what I mean? So I just... Seeing him win that was necessarily it, – it kind of made me a little, yeah, what the hell. It's got me saying forget about it, right? But, uh, again, congratulations to the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights who captured a t- title, especially becoming the first professional franchise for that Vegas city. So, Montage, uh, let's go into our victory formation here next, brother. The only thing I want to hear about uh, from the Golden Knights is my hometown, Holland Patton Golden Knights. Uh, heard my nephew just uh, join the football team out there, so. Congratulations yeah. to him, 15-year-old. Going to go out there and play some foosball. So, Scott, how vital is Stefan Diggs to this offense? He is the focal point of this passing attack, right? I understand that Josh Allen is the quarterback that the Bills really want to be the franchise quarterback, and he is the franchise quarterback, and he's, in my opinion, top three quarterback, and he's not three or two, right? But then again, you have to have a guy that you can truly count on to pass the football to in tough situations that can go up and get it. He can get separation. He's got the speed to beat a defender as well, right? And who is that? It's Stephon Diggs. So that's why Stephon Diggs was frustrated last season when we stopped going to him as much as we were in the beginning of the season, right? We stopped targeting Stephon Diggs, and I'm not exactly sure why. And maybe it's because we tried to evolve or adapt, or maybe it's just the woes of the offense that existed, right? But Stephon Diggs is still focal to this he's, he's he is the focal point right he's it's pivotal to get him going it's pivotal to get, to get him 10 catches and 100 yards and a couple of tutties right because Stefan Diggs is a dog he is a leader in this locker room he is a winner he's a champ he has got a champion's mindset and that's exactly why that Stefan Diggs it's not just because of the level of play that he brings to this squad as well and the statistics that he puts up it's because of the overall mentality and sense of leadership that he has as a teammate you know, now heading into uh, some of his veteran years here, but he is in the prime of his athletic career. So Buffalo Bills offense needs to recognize right now that Stephon Diggs is the focal point of this Bills offensive attack. Montage, what do you think? Yeah, he's uh, got obviously that, at the very least, that name that can make the defense game plan for him and then take the pressure off other people, at very least. But he's a gamer. He goes out there. And for whatever reason, they do go away from him at times. But I really feel like the slant to Diggs is, like, always open. I'm not sure why they don't run it, like, every other play. Literally. Like, I, I'm exaggerating. But it's so easy for them to do it as they do it. They Like, they just do it so infrequently, it doesn't really make sense to me. So um, you have one of the best route runners in the game. And to ever play the game, use him in that capacity. Let him show off his craft and let him be that playmaker that he is. Even if you get three, four yards, and he doesn't break a tackle every time, he's still going to take three. That's an extension of your running game then. Yeah, let the man eat, right? I I think it doesn't matter if you throw him on a deep route or if you throw him on a double move. If you throw him a short slant, you throw him a little underneath drag route, you got to get him the football, right? And if you get Stephon Diggs going, it only opens up the field for other opportunities for the other receivers like Gabe Davis or Khalil Shakir or this year Dalton Kincaid or hopefully Dawson Knox as well, right? But 
I think when Stephon Diggs has got it going in the passing game, that only opens up the run, the running opportunities as well. And I think Stephon Diggs commands a lot of attention, but you need to still get him the football and you need to make sure that he is seen as the uh, number one target in this offense. And he is what we are making game plans around offensively. So montage, uh, before we move on here, for those of you just now tuning in, we are live here in the sit-down on the Built and Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. This is presented by Duff's Famous Wings live here Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Built in Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, hosted by myself, the Sauce God, at Buffalo Sauce God across all social media platforms and joined here, co-hosted with also the co-host of the Buffalo Blitz on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. with Peter DBS, Mr. Mafia Montage, the president of Built in Buffalo at Lance Nelson BIB montage. Let's go into our next segment here of the pain trains and get you going and get you fired up. Defense make the adjustments basically to beat the best in the NFL, like the Kansas city chiefs or the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, it all comes down to the safeties back there. Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde back again in at in tandem in the background, adding Taylor Rapp uh, as a third safety that has incredible ability, starting caliber player here as our third safety. And then the cornerbacks, Benford and Elam, in their second year coming off a healthy pre and healthy offseason, hopefully a healthy preseason as well. And then the return of the confident Tredavious White. So those guys in that secondary, um, combined with Matt Milano's coverage ability, are going to be a problem, and that's the way the Bills are going to beat the best in the NFL. Hey, man, I like that. I think if we just get that pressure, we don't doubt ourselves defensively, and we have a more aggressive mindset, especially in those situations where we felt more comfortable and more relaxed, and that resulted in teams uh, able to beat us or find a way to force overtime and things like that. We all know what exactly what I'm talking about, right? But if we keep an aggressive mindset and understand that we are the alpha on the football field because we are the Buffalo Bills, we are the number one offense, we are the number one defense. If we have that in our mindsets montage, I think that there's nothing that can stop us except for the Buffalo Bills, right? I like it. So let's go to our next segment here of the unsung hero of the week. or you know what player really stands out as a player that you think has an opportunity to become a starter on this football team whether it's offense defense or special teams yeah i think that uh the guy we signed uh brandon shell at right tackle has a real chance to win that starter's job from uh, spencer brown so i know spencer brown's extremely athletic and i'm hoping that he comes back on a tear but just from the consistency standpoint and you know, you got to be able to trust the guy to go in there and, and give you uh, a known capacity at that position. So I think that look for Brandon Shell kind of to solidify that fifth uh, and final offensive line spot at right tackle. I think there's a chance that a guy like Dorian Williams eventually starts a few games or maybe he even just sees the playing field as much as a starter, right? Um I think that's because the linebacker position presents that opportunity. And I don't know if any of the guys that we had previously to the draft are going to be able to fill that role of exactly what Tremaine Edmonds brought to this defense for so many years. Right. So I think a guy like Dorian Williams was drafted for a reason and he has a prototype of athleticism to him and what he brings as far as needing in development. Is it kind of similar maybe to the path of Tremaine Edmonds perhaps. Right. So I think that maybe Dorian Williams could be the opportunity 
uh, the guy to see the opportunity of the playing field as much as a starter or if not being a starter. So Montage, let's go to our next one here of the weakest link. I don't think that's ever going to get old, man. I just love getting to seeing the guy get trucked, right? So montage in all seriousness, right? And you can even give me a couple if you want, right? Because I want to know, I want you to get a little saucy per se, right? So what player or players are the most overrated in the division of the AFC East? Yeah, I think that the opposing quarterbacks probably are a little bit overrated and that Aaron Rodgers is not, um, MVP level player in my opinion this year and maybe he will be with the Jets uh, I know Garrett Wilson's very very good he's going to have a chance to be very very good and I know that he's got the talent or he's had the talent in the past but I think Aaron Rodgers and Tua are, are both guys you know availability is the best ability and Tua hasn't shown it so until he shows the ability to stay on the field and lead his team for a full season or be there when it matters most and not, you know, have your team going into the playoffs with a third-string quarterback starting. Um, I think that maybe the quarterback situation around the AFC East is very overrated. Yeah, I think, in, and I bring this up because I understand that Aaron Rodgers is definitely not a below-average quarterback probably at this point of his career yet still, and he probably could still play at a somewhat high level, right? But we didn't see that at all last season with the Green Bay Packers. I just and said going to be an MVP level. That's all I mean. Yeah, no, and I no, my, my thing is that – I think he definitely is the most overrated player in the AFC East other than Mac Jones or, um, you know, I don't think the two is overrated. I think that his situation has made things a little bit tougher for his career, but I don't necessarily know if he has the capabilities that Miami fans like to give him the credit for, right? Like being able to, you know, push the ball downfield incredibly, uh, like, like similar to the way that Josh Allen could, right? So I don't read into that, but Aaron Rodgers coming over, says to me that he wanted to be carried by a defense like the New York Jets have and uh, I'm sorry, the New Jersey Jets have. And I think that coming where you have a solid run game with Brees Hall, if he comes back healthy, Garrett Wilson at the receiver position, yes. And the other playmakers that they have too, it's kind of like because he needs it at this point of his career. He wants to collect the rest of his contract, I'm sure, because it's guaranteed. And it's like 50 mil a freaking year. So I don't necessarily know if Aaron Rodgers mentally is where he needs to be to be a, uh, a competing quarterback for an NFL championship, right? So especially in this division that is absolutely loaded head to toe with rosters, um, such as the Bills, you know, then you got the Dolphins, Jets, and the Patriots, right? So uh, I think that's a really good point, Montage, in bringing that up. So let's go to our next segment here of the Mafia Montage Maniac of the Week. Since people are so sick of hearing about number 14, Stefan Diggs, the Mafia Montage Maniac of the Week this week is number 14, Stefan Diggs. He is uh, by far wide receiver one for me. I love the guy. Route running is great. Uh, whatever happened at one Bills drive, we have no idea. But you know what? This week's Mafia Montage Maniac of the Week goes out to Stefan Diggs. I can't wait to see him back on the field. And I think we're going to go out there and win that championship with Stefan Diggs on the field. 
I love it. The Mafia Montage Maniac of the Week is every Thursday night here at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Built-In Buffalo Networks, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and presented by Duff's Famous Wings, and also available via audio podcast on Spotify Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you may get your podcast. The Built-In Buffalo Network has all of that ready for you guys, especially post-show. So, Montage, let's get to our next segment here of Getting Saucy. This is a message for the entire national media outlets like Colin Coward and anybody else that reads into the Stefan Diggs situation. Because let me tell you something, Montage. There ain't nothing to read into except for the fact that this Buffalo Bills squad is passionate and dedicated. And they're ready to fight alongside one another like the Warriors that they are in preparation for a Lombardi Trophy run, right? Because that is the only thing that really matters and deep in these hearts in the back of these guys' heads, right? Josh Allen is ready to lead the way. Stefan Diggs is present in practice. Man, everybody is ready to go because I'll tell you what, Montage. The gang's all here, so the rest of the NFL better be prepared as this Buffalo Bills squad prepares themselves to make another run at that so muchly coveted Lombardi Trophy to bring back to the city of Buffalo, New York. The best damn city in the entire world with the best damn fan base of Bills Mafia. Mafia Montage, that's going to do it for me this week of getting saucy. That is every Thursday night here in the sit-down, live on the Built-in Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, presented by Dove's Famous Wings. And don't forget the Built-in Buffalo was in partnership with Wester, Ticket IQ, Picasso's Pizza, and PLB Sports. And, of course, Underdog Fantasy is the proud partnership with the Buffalo Blitz, which is Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with our guy here, my co-host, Mr. Mafia Montage, the president of the Built-in Buffalo Network at Lance Nelson BIB. And as always, I am your host, the Sauce God, at Buffalo Sauce God across all social media platforms. We'll see you next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As always, God bless and go Bills. Go Bills. Bada bing.